As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, episode 173. These numbers are stacking up. I'm your host, Spencer, joined, as always, by Michael. Hello, everybody. I am I am highly uncaffeinated on chamomile tea and honey right now. Just rolling. How's your throat feeling? Is it nice? <clears throat> well, I hope it sounds better than it feels. We'll <laughs> see. All right. We have a lot on the notes. So if we sound a little sped up, that is in post-processing. We hit 1.25%. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to jack around. We, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, the conversations have been happening on Twitter this week. Dang. Um, you can follow the podcast at 23 personnel. You can follow me at punts suck or Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Uh, we basically tag all, th- all three accounts and everything we do podcast related. So if you find the podcast, you'll find all of us. You can follow us on Instagram. Haven't been super active on that. I, I, I remember how to do the video segments of the podcast on Instagram. It's a lot of work. Work is super busy right now. That little extra post on social was the first thing to get cut. Hey, you're, you're only one man. It's not your fault. <laughs> this is, this is a one man operation on the social media side of running this podcast. Michael and I were talking about what it would take to run a podcast network. I think we could do it. Um, oh, I, no, 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 wait, 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 I think you could do it. Uh, but I don't not, think I could do it. This is not something that we're going to take on today. Um, <laughs> speaking of today, cool enough. I was running around tonight in my 23 personnel podcast hoodie. It's a fantastic time to wear it. You can pick yours up if you so choose. One of the most comfortable hoodies I've ever worn. Teespring.com slash stores slash 23 personnel podcast. It has a hood. You'll never wear it because hoodies, wearing a hood on a hoodie is almost useless. I would not wear a sweatshirt though. So that's, that's, that's my. We've got some fashion blog takes That's here. my take on that. Um, finally, Rob Rowe college tailgate show Saturdays 10 to noon unless Texas Tech is playing at 11 which knock on wood we are two games out two games left on schedule to be announced have not hit an 11 a.m. game yet you know what would be a perfect 11 a.m. game that Kansas game game number 10 oh that just has 11 a.m. written all over it uh okay so We'll talk about that later. Anyways, um, you can catch us Saturday mornings, <laughs> 10 to noon on kkam.com. Talk 1340 and 1340 AM, the 13, Talk 1340 mobile app, or if you're in San Angelo, ESP 960. Um, also, 
I have been filling in co-hosting with Rob Bro on Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland this week. So I was there Monday, 11 to one. I'll be there Wednesday, 11 to one. If you, if you listen this Wednesday morning, check out, check us out. Same station identification I just gave you for the pregame show, 11 to one on Wednesday. I'll be there co-hosting with Rob on Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland while Hyatt is on vacation. I believe he's in scenic Red River, which is a uh, personal favorite. Went there a lot as a kid, had some uncles that lived up there. So we never did big time vacations. We just went and visited family. Yeah. But luckily, my uncles lived in really cool places. Yeah. He called us during the show or, you know, he, he joined us for a, a segment on the show. Um, it is a ski resort location, but he said this is not a ski resort time. So he, he basically has a town to himself which sounds fantastic. Uh, they're getting a little bit of snow. Uh, it sounded perfect. Like this is a great time to go up into the mountains of New Mexico. Anyways, <laughs> before we jump into that, before we get into the show, we've got basketball news. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the big 10. Oh, not big 10, big 12 preseason poll, the AP preseason poll, uh, a little bit NBA draft for our man, Jemias Ramsey. And then our normal football rotation, the Baylor preview, lots of your questions. Um, as we get into that, guys, as you know, football is back. Um, full effect. Many teams are on their stuff. It is halfway, at least halfway through the season. Um, yeah, depending on which <laughs> conference you're in. Uh, well, okay. If you're in the Big t- 12, you're halfway through. Uh, SEC, yes. I think you're halfway through. Big 10, Pac-12, you're just getting started. NFL. Well, Pac-12 might be halfway through. I don't know. <laughs> With as many might games. Might just play two games. They're getting canceled. Um, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Michael, you ready to talk about basketball? Yes. Let's do it. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. Michael, the Big 12 preseason poll has been released. Uh, it looks like there are uh, one, two, three, four tiers, basically. Um, 
if you want to break them down, Baylor and Kansas are, are picked to, to finish one, two in the league. Baylor uh, with seven first place votes within the, the conference, Kansas at three. Baylor's basically returning everybody from last year and they were a really good team last year. Uh, Kansas is not returning as much, which I think is where Baylor gets the edge. Those two in terms of points uh, for the poll, really close, 79 for Baylor, 73 for Kansas. Then teams three, four, and five are all bunched up pretty close. West Virginia at three, Texas at four, Texas Tech at five. And there's a little bit of a gap. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are six and seven. And then Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State, no hope. Um, yeah, and, and we discussed this a little bit last week. It, the main reason I wanted to bring it up again and just kind of go over that Big 12 preseason poll is – we took a little issue with tech being ranked behind Texas, especially, uh, you know, the argument could be made, okay, maybe West Virginia's better Texas. We were seeing theoretically that team getting better last year. Tech finished 0 four. I mean, it wasn't great. So we, we kind of got it. I don't think either of us were too excited one way or the other, but the AP preseason poll came out this week and it contradicts the big 12 poll. And I am enjoying this. So um, Big 12 poll starts off, sorry, AP. You, you want to do only Big 12 teams in the AP poll? For, for now. Okay. For now. We, we can go through all of it. But since we were just going through. So, okay. Baylor, Kansas, West Virginia, Texas, then Texas Tech. That was the Big 12 preseason poll. AP poll. Has the same five teams in the, in the top five. Yes. Or in the top 25. Well, sorry, in terms of the, the top five Big 12 teams ranked, the AP has those same top five, those same same five teams. Um, a little different order, though. Yeah, which I, I quite enjoy. Uh, they agree. Baylor is listed number two in the country. So high expectations in, in Waco. Yes. And just, you know, kind of high expectations for the conference, if that tells you anything as well. Uh, Kansas is ranked number six. TTU, that's us. That's Texas us, Tech. Man. Texas Tech comes in at number 14 in the country, ahead of number 15, West Virginia, hate and to ahead see of number 19, Texas. Oh, you hate to see it. Okay. Oh, very interesting. So Rob and I talked about this on Monday. There was a, a segment he was doing, what, what do you believe in? Uh, one of the things I said I believed in on a Monday morning was that Texas Tech would finish better than 14th in the country in the 2020-2021 basketball season. How about that? I am... I don't even know if that's a hot take. I think that's... Uh, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, you know what? I would almost not be surprised to see them maybe even fall out of the top 25 at some point. 
and then force their way back in. And then they go to the tournament and wreck shop. <laughs> and then there's no way to not rank them higher than 14. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be enough pre C or pre conference, non-conference games or losses or challenges at least to shake your ranking and kind of get you dropping there. Cause I know in basketball, even if you win, you can still drop a little bit. If you struggle with the team, you should not be struggling with because they've got really strong analytics for teams one through 330. And if you struggle with team 330, you're going to tank your ranking. Even if you win the game, um, it's not the same yeah. as like a, in the college football rankings. Like as long as you win, you're probably fine. Basketball is like, no, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to blow this team up by 50. You, you won by five. You don't get credit for winning that game. <laughs> or heaven forbid you took it to overtime. No. Um, anyway, so I, I don't know if they drop out uh, non, non-conference wise. You will have some, some tough games in non-conference. You've got Houston, St. John's, and then uh, at LSU uh, is the three toughest non-conference games, at least in my mind. Um, Houston and Baptist, or sorry, Houston and St. John's are back-to-back in terms of games on the schedule. I don't think you lose both of those, but if you do, there's where you could drop out of the rankings. Um, but with how strong the conference is, uh, the strong, like your strong, uh, schedule to you, you, you bounce right back into your conference schedule with Kansas. Um, if you're unranked because your non-conference schedule, you've got plenty of opportunity to make up for it. Um, but yeah, Texas tech 14, West Virginia 15, Texas 19, uh, very much like, like the, the big 12 poll, all three of those teams really close together in those points. Um, and then obviously the AP agrees. I mean, all, all, you know, three of those within five spots of each other in the country top 25. Any yeah, other I, shots, that, thoughts? No, that was really the main thing I wanted to point out aside from, you know, I thought maybe just the overall top five real quick. Number one, Gonzaga, two, Baylor, three, Villanova, four, Virginia, and five, Iowa, who I don't, uh, maybe I, I've slept too much since then, but I don't remember being that high on Iowa last year. And I did tech not play Iowa at some point. I was going to say, I, I, I think that there was one of those, the, they were one of those teams you played early on where you had those three losses uh, in a row. It was around Thanksgiving and I think it was mm-hmm. an overtime game. Um, I remember having to watch it on my phone <laughs> because, while we were in Florida <laughs> visiting, well, uh, visiting in-laws. I mean, we had a great time. It's not like this was this horrible thing to have to do, but that was just the best way to watch it and not hog the TV for, you know, the entire family. Well, also non-conference basketball for college, at least is, um, <laughs> you got to get some cre- it's a tough sell creative, uh, subscriptions, to, to, to yeah. follow your team, e- even, even a team that's, you know, like top 25 Texas tech, you're like, all right, who carries FS four, <laughs> right? Wh- which pay-per-view service I need to pick up for the, the weekend. I mean, it, 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 it's almost like college baseball where you have to pick up flow sports for a tournament. Um, anyways, I, I'm excited for, for the basketball season coming up. I mean, it, we're within two weeks now. Um, sneaking up on us i think it's because they're just it, it's a little delayed everybody's kind of like all in on football then basketball's gonna be here it's like oh yeah the, the the football team's still playing 
Yeah, well, it, it'd be even. I think we'd feel that way even more because they technically should be starting now what, next week or yeah. this or this week. I think most years they have started. Uh, you know, at least first half of, of November. So, and Tech did play Iowa last year and lost 72-61, and that was in late November. Yeah, but I, I can't remember how Iowa ended on the year, and I'm, I don't feel like looking that up right now. Sorry, guys. Y'all have Google, too. Yeah, I don't know enough about Iowa. The other four <laughs> yeah. all make sense. Especially, I mean, where Baylor may not make sense to a lot of people, having seen them up and close all year, yeah, it makes oh sense. Oh, my gosh. Too. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes um, sense. And then you've got typical power basketball programs and, you know, and, and Gonzaga and Villanova and Virginia. Um, interestingly enough, like Kentucky and Duke, I think are like nine and 10, uh, which would feel low on a, a other year. But like, you look at the rest of the top 10, you're like, I don't know where you'd move them. Um, anyways, NBA draft is next week, Michael. Yes. Jemias Ramsey. I've seen some, I've seen some not great things. Some, <laughs> Of, of Some not great things about our guy. Conflicting uh, reports. Not a lot of high, high uh, marks for Ramsey, and that you know, I'm not saying it with tongue in cheek or anything, because it's you don't want that for your guy, no matter what. But it it doesn't surprise me too much, uh, based off what we saw firsthand for the cor- the course of his first year. Yeah. So there was one, uh, I, I guess, writer that was projecting he could go undrafted. Um, wow, you know, it was like it was like ranked as like the, like in the f- low forties, or I don't know, it, it it was low. Other ones have them, uh, you know, a handful of them going toward middle end ish of the first round. I think the highest I've seen is twentieth to Miami. I think that'd be a great fit. Um, go play for the Heat, twenty fourth to the Bucks. If Giannis is still there, go eat, oh. man. The Knicks? No, <laughs> don't, don't go to the Knicks at 27. Uh, I don't know enough of the, the Toronto roster at 29. Um, but if Ramsey does go in the first round, this will be Texas Tech's third first round pick in a row. Going back to Zaire Smith, Jarrett Culver, and then Jemias Ramsey. Zaire Smith, the guy that we unexplicably forgot his name last week mm-hmm. for about 30 seconds, and it was crucial, or, or it was... Oh gosh, I can't even say words. It was just that bad. I felt, I still feel bad about it as I brought it up. In processing the podcast before I posted, I almost cut out all that silence, <laughs> but I didn't. I was like, no, I'm, I'm transparency here. We forgot the man's name, Zaire Smith. Yes, <laughs> no excuse. We just did. It was, it was, uh, yeah, brain fart. So. I said it before. I, I I think I'm looking forward to basketball more than I ever have this season. Michael, where are you at with basketball? Man, I I don't know if I can say that because I was really looking forward to it last season. I mean, that's not a I'm not trying to cop out, but uh, I mean that's why I was laying in bed in the dark by myself watching a Iowa Texas Tech game. <laughs> you know, in late November last year on my phone. So I, I was really looking forward to it last season. I probably am about on, on par with that. If, if that makes any sense, I've, I've been pretty jazzed about it the last couple of years, but I'm a little, I'm not saying I'm let down, but I think 
I'm approaching this season maybe not quite as excited just because I'm trying to temper my expectations just a little bit. Because last year, although they played well, and they probably played about like I thought they would, uh, it's still, I felt sort of disappointed kind of with how it ended uh, on that 04 stretch and losing to OU, who was not very good, and then putting up great fights against Kansas and Baylor. And you just kind of think, oh man, well, where was that team uh, t- two weeks ago or a week ago? So anyway, I I am very excited, but this is not the most excited I've been. Yeah. Um, I also like, I, I just think back to previous years where basketball is starting, uh, you know, the back third or back quarter of the football season. You're just like, we'll get to basketball in a minute. Right. Yeah. And now hold, we're like, hold on everybody. <laughs> we're like, we'll get to football when we've got time. Basketball's here. Kansas. I know how you feel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay, they're playing UTRGV. I don't even know what that is. It's fine. The Vaqueros. The tech tech uh, tech is going to Arlington to play Baylor this weekend, or you know whatever it was a couple of years ago. So, yeah, quite a turnaround now, where we're aching yeah. for basketball to be starting any minute and as fast as they possibly can. For sure. Um, with that though, Michael, let's let's do our football our our football segment, Baylor preview, all the great things that we do with football. Let's do it. Ready. takes it at the 11. He's going to try to get to the right sideline, breaks the tackle. He's got running room at the 30, the 35-40. He's the midfield, the 45-40. He may go. 25, 10, touchdown Red Raiders. Davis Webb, the freshman, screen. Underneath Derek Ruhl, breaks the tackle, still running up the sideline, turns on the juice, touchdown. So Harold in the shotgun. From the 28, the throw goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. Oh, he plays. Oh, he's the worst. Red Raiders. Unbelievable. Touchdown. Red Raiders. Michael Crabtree has done it. Let the scoring begin. Roster updates. We've got two big ones. Um, and I don't know how I feel about either one of them. Um, Matt Wells announced on Monday that he is going to make a change at place kicker. Going to go with Jonathan Garibay in place of Trey Wolf. Uh, Garibay is a, he's a redshirt junior, uh, junior college transfer that came in last year, redshirted last year, previously played for Riverside community college out there in California is a California native. Um, has not kicked for tech yet. I, I hate to say it almost, but like it can't get worse. I don't think yeah. knock on wood. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pile on Wolf. We saw how good he was last year. I don't know what happened. So I'm not going to pile on cause we saw how good he could be for sure. But you know, I am a little nervous with Garibay. He's, he's only, his only entrances into the games were two kickoffs versus Oklahoma and three last week at TCU, which to be honest with you, I did not notice. I didn't even know. No, that's good. But I, I looked that up just to see if he had any stats, if he'd happened to randomly attempt one last year and we didn't know, but yeah, the, the only time he, he, uh, 
played was this year versus Oklahoma and TCU. So at least he has been in the game. He had a couple of touchbacks. How about that? Uh, one went out of bounds against mm. TCU. So that's not great. But kicking off, kickoffs are obviously completely different science than field goals. And I think I'm with you. Let's let's give him a shot. Let's see how he can let's see yeah. how he can do. You've got like five place kickers on the roster. It's like let's let's try somebody out. Sure, try somebody else. Uh, and the thing that Wells mentioned, which is <laughs> very critical, I think at least two of Wolf's kicks were in the red zone, and that is a really that should be at least better than fifty percent. Yeah. Even for college kicker scenarios. I mean, I think you should be in the seventies or so if you're kicking a field goal in the red zone. I love how almost universal it is for people to pile onto college kickers, but I'm here for it, man. They, they are some of the most inconsistent uh, position groups out there. Um, all right. So strange news broke. Was it Monday morning? That linebacker Sunday morning, Sunday morning. You're right. Linebacker Brandon Boyer Randall was arrested for evading police in a watercraft. We're like, what? <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, we um, had so many theories because we we thought, well, one, what are the logistics of this? <laughs> did eight, did this actually happen today or was it a, a thing like the street racing deal where it happened in June and then the warrant was issued and then they executed it Sunday morning? And Because you're thinking, gosh, when was the fastest they got back from – TCU last night at 10, maybe then who goes and finds a boat between the hours of 10 and 8 AM and gets in enough trouble to, to attract the attention of the police and then try to evade them. And then evades them in said watercraft. (laughs) No, ends up being, uh, in a Cadillac. I don't know how that got, um, like mistranslated. (laughs) It must've been a code thing. Like it's a code, whatever. And so they, uh, it would because it was on the arrest report. I think the official thing from LPD said evading police in a watercraft. So I, I think they coded it incorrectly, mm-hmm. and then it got out, and then you know, they had to release it. I think they yeah. released this yesterday. Yeah, and as, as as silly as all that sounds, when the more detailed uh, police report from the arresting officer came out, you're like, ooh. Yeah, there's nothing silly about <laughs> um, about what actually happened. Yeah, so. I'm going off memory here, but I think he, there was a, there was a call, uh, into the police that there were, were two individuals threatening people. And one of them was alleged to have a gun. Um, the police arrive. It was at a restaurant, uh, just off the South loop. Um, Boyer Randall gets into his car. The police officer says, you know, I, I turn my lights on. He, he makes eye contact. He pulls into a spot. um, because of the report that the officer had of there being there possibly being a gun, he came out of his, his patrol car with his uh, weapon drawn, not pointed at Randall, but he, he was ready if he needed to, to get there. Um, Boyer Randall was not uh, cooperating or not obeying police orders and then put his car into reverse and backed into the police car. Um, which is where they got the, the evading, um, piece of it. Cause the car was in park. He was not, uh, obeying the orders and then put his car into gear and tried to leave. So I don't like it. I, I don't want to speculate, but plenty of things could have been going on 
none of them good. I don't know how you see him coming back to join the team because some of those are very serious charges. Yes. Yes. Uh, And I mean, just, I'm sure they probably have some sort of rule about what, where you can and cannot go or, I mean, even just the team rule, because Wells seems to be a stickler for team rules. And I'd imagine that one of them is don't be at a place getting breakfast after a long night at six in the morning, causing trouble or something, you know? So I, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's serious allegations, uh, serious actions. And I have not seen exactly what he has, what decision has been made. The only thing I saw was on his Monday press conference where he basically just said that they're trying to f- figure out all the facts themselves and discuss things with Hocut and figure out exactly how to handle it. But I'm with you. I mean, boy, Randall's been a contributor to the team, obviously, but that, that may have been the last game we saw him play this year. Yeah, he did. He did play uh, against TCU Saturday yep. evening. Um, yeah. So we'll look, we'll look to hear more from, from that. Um, tragic number update. Texas tech continues to add to that loss column three and 12 versus big 12 opponents under Matt Wells. Um, winning percentage dropped to 0.25%. It's an even number. It's a nice round number. Yeah. Cause like last time it was like two, seven, three or something. I don't know. Wait, strange. wait, 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 wait. It's just 25%. Yeah. Not 0.25%. It's not that bad. Sorry. Oh my goodness. So it's... Can you imagine if our winning percentage was 0.25? <laughs> bad. That would have been bad. Um, yeah, I, I mistyped that. 25% of all Big 12 games that Matt Wells has coached, he's won. No way hey, of saying so that. that. That's <laughs> the bright side. That's, that's, the, that's one way to word that. Um, 75%. I have a, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to go that way. But yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, you know, we haven't heard, though, a lot of this week, as much as we did last week after Oklahoma, is rumors or people being uh, even more fired up, um, enraged, and wanting to fire Wells. There were a lot of rumors uh, following the Oklahoma game of big money, big money, big money donors money, ponying money, up money, their money. cash. I'm like, I'm ready to pay like pay donate my money to the school, the athletic department to cover the buyout of one Matt Wells. I, I, at least I have not heard as much of that talk this week as I did last week. have not heard a lot of art Bryles talk this week. Like, like we did last week. Um, which I don't know if they're just people are, are, are numb to it or if more people understood where he was coming from on the field goal or just gave him a pass or just like, I don't know. Anyways, that's where I was Yeah, I haven't seen as much. I've seen a lot of just regular folks calling for his head after the second and fourth thing, but I haven't seen as much uh, scuttlebutt of the people that write the checks and stuff trying to persuade Kirby to, to call it good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm one of those regular folks. So <laughs> You're just folks, just like us. Yep. I have a, I have a secondary update. Okay. It's good. And it shouldn't surprise anybody, but Texas Tech, okay, last week I think they were 99th out of 104 teams that have played. Well, this week, 123 teams have played. Welcome back, Pac-12, most of you. 
Pac-8. 123 teams have played. Texas Tech is 109th with passing yards allowed per game at 301 yards per game. Last week, it was 339 yards per game, so a huge drop in the average. So what happens so when you only allow 73 passing yards? Yes, they held TCU to less than 100 yards passing. No touchdowns, no t- passing touchdowns at all. Duggan was 11 for 23, sub 50% completion percentage, and had a pick. And he was sacked three times. So way to go, Texas Tech secondary. Way to go, uh, defensive line, especially without Eli Howard and a couple other starters in there. Really kind of slowly but surely, it's it's taken six games, but Tech's kind of getting away from that 500-something they allowed the first game. <laughs> yeah. um, so actually, Rob Bro talked me into... Uh, praising the defense and their performance against TCU more than I, I had thought about it. And he said, well, look at this. You let TCU start five drives inside of your 40-yard line. They had less than 40 yards to go to score a touchdown. Five drives. You only allowed 13 points, two field goals, and a touchdown. I was like... Well, and, and on top of that... The, their last two trips in the red zone, they came away with zero points. It was a blocked field goal and a turnover on downs. Yeah. I mean, great defense. They were about as good as you could expect. The, the, the obvious, and this seems to always happen every time you're, you're, we talk about the defense, they give up some huge play in the fourth quarter. Well, that happened right after second and four. So that was going to happen at some point. But up until then, <laughs> yeah, and, and, really, they'd really held their own. And the other thing, like looking or talking about that, that big play, that big rush play from Dugan Duggan running 81 yards. Now it's revisionist, but if you were to take away, they had two rushing plays of 70 yards or more. If you take away those rushing plays, you gave up 70 yards through the air and 150 yards on the ground. Incredible. I mean, you would, you would win in almost every game if you did that. <laughs> so you, you, you had, you had issues with, allowing a big play at the wrong time and special teams, which is yes. the dead horse that we will continue to destroy in the corner of the room. Um, so yeah, uh, the defense I think played better than I remembered it, uh, which happens when you lose a game and you give up big plays when you did. Um, but when you hold a team, to 13 points on five drives that start 39 yards or closer away from the end zone. I mean, had, and I, I don't, I don't want to take away from, from, from the, the, the performance here and, and say, well, it was the TCU offense wasn't very good. Um, but had you, had you allowed Oklahoma to start five drives within the 40 yard line, they would have scored five t- touchdowns on you. Well, we know that for a fact they would at least score three in a row. Um, And I would say like teams like on like West Virginia's level, like where were they fall in the conference? West Virginia better. So West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma, all those teams, you give them those same, uh, had Tech done that when they played them, those same circumstances, those teams would have scored on you five times. 
because your defense just wasn't, wasn't there. Um, they were there in Fort Worth. Um, and, and I would say that they played well enough to win had your offense been a little more efficient up to snuff and you didn't give up the like two back back breaking plays uh, on defense or if you had more consistent special teams play or a coach that didn't call for a field goal in second down. All right. <laughs> that, that's all I want to say about DCU. I've talked about that for like four days now and I'm sick of it. <laughs> You're just done. I don't blame you. Uh, top 25 AP top 25 poll updated. Clemson losing to Notre Dame fall all of three spots. <laughs> I mean, this was essentially, excuse me, this was essentially a playoff game in the middle of the season. Uh, at the very least, a conference championship game because eight, you know, the ACC, this game may be a rematch. Notre Dame and Clemson here in a few weeks. Uh, Alabama slides up to number one. Notre Dame jumps into that number two spot. Ohio State, perfect 3-0 at three. Then there's Clemson, Texas A&M, Florida. Your Cincinnati Bearcats drop a spot because A&M jumps into the top five. Cincinnati goes from six to seven. BYU moves up to eight. Miami at nine. Indiana pulls off another victory and moves into the top 10. They defeated Michigan um, for like the first time in like 30 years. (laughs) It It was a sad stat to see. Yeah, it was it was a handy victory. And if you remember, I picked them in our picks. You did. I just got a feeling about I've got a feeling about Indiana this year. Why not? And I pulled I, I, I picked for the the the, the khaki boys. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. That was exactly pick. what you wrote. Oregon eleven, Georgia twelve. They've lost uh and dropped big. They went from fifth to twelfth. Uh, Wisconsin uh, did not play. They they had their game canceled. 13th, Oklahoma State, 14. My Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, holding steady at 15, 7-0. Marshall at 16. Iowa State, 17. Oklahoma, 18. SMU, USC, Texas. Liberty moves up another few spots after taking down Virginia Tech. Did you see that game? No, I I saw the I just saw the score though, and I just couldn't believe it. Um, if Hugh I still Freeze, don't believe it. <laughs> if Hugh Freeze is available, and his only mark against him is he paid players, he cheated. I mean, if you're, t- you're talking about moral police and relativism, when you talk about Coach Art Bryles, give me Hugh Freeze every day of the week. <laughs> well, he also. Co- <laughs> Which is at Liberty. I mean, that's kind of a... Well, that's because he was untouchable That's questionable. <laughs> that's a um, questionable dis- life decision, too. Northwestern, 23. Auburn, 24. Raging Cajuns break back into the top 25 to round it out. North Carolina also receiving vol- votes. Um, handful of other teams. Boise State dropped big after losing to, to <laughs> BYU. They was like a, it was like a three-point game on the from Vegas and BYU beat him by like 37. Oh yeah. It was kind of not quite the same, but that Florida trounced Georgia. If I remember right, that was the other thing that I just, I thought, Oh, I'm going to check the score on that. Cause I couldn't remember what time of the game was. I thought, Oh my God, it's over. I didn't know. Whoa. <laughs> what Whoa. happened? Yeah. Whoa. Um, 
Big 12 recap this weekend. Everybody played. West Virginia almost pulls out the win in Austin. Uh, Longhorns win 17-13. Um, I've got nothing. I, I watched the first few minutes of this game. Uh, West Virginia continues to be an enigma. I don't know what they are. It's it's strange. Like that Texas they, either. That, that they lose a Texas Tech. Then they come and beat Kansas State big. And then lose close to Texas. Um, anyways, Kansas with um, what may be like, if you were generous, had uh, a walk-on team uh, go into Norman to take on Oklahoma, lose 62 to nine. I have a hot take about that here in a few minutes. Um, Oklahoma State uh, makes the comeback to defeat Kansas State 20 to 18. At one point, Kansas State was up 20 or 12 to 0. They had uh, two field goals and a touchdown where they went for a two-point conversion and failed. They would attempt another two-point conversion that would have tied the game uh, with like two minutes to go. Um, but they Oklahoma State was able to, to to stop them there. And then our next opponent goes into Ames. Baylor takes on Iowa State and loses 31-38. I've got some takes on this, but I'll save them till later. I'll just say that that score is deceiving. No, it is way deceiving. I, I, I watched the highlights of this game. I was like, how? How did they get to this <laughs> score? Um, and it, it made sense afterwards. Because it makes sense later, yeah. <laughs> like When we go through the, the Baylor preview and the stats, we're like, this is strange. How did this team hang with Iowa State in Ames? And we're on the cusp of a game-tying touchdown with a minute left. How did this team make that weird comeback against uh, TCU when they were down by 30? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I have two hot takes for you, Michael. One is I'm a ready. repeat from last week. Kansas is better than Tech. <laughs> this is the second week in a row that they have played a... Fam- uh, a common opponent with Texas tech and performed somewhat better than tech did. Um, no, Kansas, no, they didn't. Kansas gave up fewer points to Oklahoma than Texas tech did. They gave up the exact same, but they did it on the tech. road with a mash unit. Texas tech <laughs> lost a, a mere 62 to 28. Whereas Kansas lost an embarrassing 62 to nine. Like I said, they had uh, nobody on the field. I will say, I will say this, that I did consider, you know, we've talked about OU's just little 42 to nothing run mm. during the game here in Lubbock. Kansas only allowed a 31 to nothing run. Well, there uh, you go. To start the game. So I mean, that, that is a point in your favor, <laughs> to be honest. And, so, and, then, and then, well, the bad news is, they allowed another 31 to nothing run after they scored a field goal. Wow. So they, they get, they had two 31 point runs. Um, it was, it was 31 to nothing. Uh, Kansas kicked the last second field goal, made it 31, three at halftime. And then it got up to 62 to three. (laughs) And then, uh, Kansas apparently scored a touchdown, uh, in the garbagest of garbage times to make it, um, let me see. Did 62 they, to nine. Yeah. Did they miss the PAT or did they go for two? 
I, I don't know. I can't see that with what I'm looking at, but that was not how I thought this game went. I, I just assumed it was three field goals, but sure enough, last touchdown was as time expired. So do they even allow them to try the PAT? Like it doesn't even matter. I don't, like, don't, I don't know. It. Maybe not. It was a 20 yard pass from Ken from miles Kendrick. It was a 15 play 75 yard drive. 15 Seven, plays. 750 off the clock. <laughs> neither one of those teams were like let's just let's just end this <laughs> anyway okay okay Back so to your point hot or no, cold they're not that's cold cold that's okay. cold they're not better um rob bro said give me college game day signs uh if the game were or uh, college game day signs about the texas tech kansas game mm-hmm. i i enjoyed yours yours was what yours said what okay for those of you who've seen The Office, you've seen the banner that I think Dwight made for, I don't remember whose birthday it was. Kelly. Okay, it's for Kelly's birthday, and it's its like an old school dot matrix banner that's basically five, eight and a half by 11s posted together, and it says, in all caps, it is your birthday, period. <laughs> it's and, a statement and, of fact. <laughs> and my thought was, well, the sign for this game would just be, it is technically football period. Yeah. Uh, I was going, I really enjoyed it. There's another one that said, um, we thought this was basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I've thought about mine for a while now. I still can't figure out how I, I'd get it into a, you know, a clever sign, but, uh, basically saying that what you're about to watch is the football equivalent of an own goal in soccer, which is where you score against yourself. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Other hot take or I'm ready to take Iowa state will win the big 12. Would you like to hear their remaining schedule and the remaining schedule of the second team in the conference? Yes. Okay. So Iowa state's remaining schedule is, Home versus Kansas State, on the road at Texas, home versus West Virginia. Not all that scary of a schedule, if you ask me. All very winnable, and that would they're five and two right now, so that would put them at eight and two. Yeah, and they're uh, they are um, they're four and one in conference play. Could possibly meet. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I forget they. I don't know why I thought that. Hmm. Oklahoma State's five and one, or no, they're just five and zero oh in conference play, aren't they? Uh, no, no, they're four and one in conference play. Four and one. Yeah, okay. Anyway, all that to say, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. I think, I think it's kind of hot takey because Oklahoma State might just kind of be the favorite right now, and a, a guarantee a win in Austin for Iowa State's probably not a guarantee because you know refs um <laughs> sure sure have it out for the cyclones whenever they play texas uh, so that, um, that you know let's just throw that out there even though there's i'm sure someone's like oh come on that's not real like, oh, it's, it may not be but sure it sure is strange they, they have sure a solid strange. schedule i would say uh the kansas state game could be pretty good the west virginia game could be a pretty good game west virginia iowa state uh, and then Texas, I think, is a little bit of a wild card. Like, what what's going to happen down there in Austin? Now, I still like that schedule better than Oklahoma State, who is second in the conference. Their, their remaining schedule, they have to go to Oklahoma, 
home versus Texas Tech at TCU at Baylor. So I would say three of Oklahoma State's final games, they're all weaker than any of the games on Iowa State's schedule, but they've got three of their four games on the road. Yes, and Matt Wells has never lost to Oklahoma State. Undefeated. People forget that. People forget that. So that, that's got to factor in. The thing with Texas, I was kind of looking at this earlier. They only have one game where they won. One of their wins was more than uh, a touchdown, a single score. And that was against Baylor. They, I mean, one conference game. They beat the tar out of UTEP. Who cares? Lost to Tech. Or barely beat Tech 63-56 in overtime. Lost to TCU by two. Lost to OU in what, double or triple overtime? It's at least double. 53 to 45, so lost by eight. Beat Baylor 27 to 16. A paltry 11 points against one of the worst teams in the conference at home. Went on to barely beat Oklahoma State in overtime. And then just hung around and barely beat West Virginia. I mean, every single game they've been in, but the Baylor game in the in the Big Twelve conference was within one score. So the back to what you're saying, Iowa State could do it. And the team that I saw play Tech was very good. Of course, <laughs> there's quite a few teams that play Tech that look really good. <laughs> they all do. And uh, you know, we'll get to this a little bit more in the preview. But for the second half, the team that I saw playing Baylor looked unstoppable yeah yeah so like i said i i one i always say only has three games left um now they're like versus let's say like three four five in the conference whereas oklahoma state has four games left and it's like a three six eight nine <laughs> type schedule um and like i said the three games on the road you know, I, two of them are TCU Baylor. Like again, who are you going to get the, the Bedlam game on the road and Norman's going to be difficult. Um, does Texas tech figure anything out? I don't know. Doubt it, but it's still a game they have to play. Um, whereas Iowa state's already done that. So I always say, well, in the big 12, you say that's a, I say it's a, I say it's a hot take just because I th- I think it's a good take if that makes any sense. I mean, is is the number one team in the conference winning the conference a hot take? I don't know. It's just we're projecting predicting that that's most likely to happen. How about that? There you go. All right, this weekend's Big Twelve schedule is boo boo. TCU on the road at West Virginia, Baylor on the road at Texas Tech. Where's everybody else? I don't know. They're at home taking a nap. But you know what? Did you know that the wait is finally over, Spencer? What? (laughs) It is. The wait is finally over. Football, the sport that we love, is in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, you might you might not be at a game this year. I don't know. I went to Irish almost there. It wasn't intentional, 
But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use promo code armchair. That's right. The thing I'm setting in right now. Use promo code armchair to take advantages of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Look at Michael getting spicy. Mm. All right, listen up, fellas, because today, which I, I, I feel like we've said that a lot. Um, we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven body. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. Nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which is a good place to be skin safe. You don't want to be ripping hairs cutting skin, nicking all that stuff up inside your nose or ear. Uh, Premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. If that isn't the marketingist lingo synergistically written power statement. It's poetry. It is. The thing is... It is... Poetry in motion. Very nicely done. It's intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which means for easy operating and cleaning. Uh, check out all of Manscaped's great products at manscaped.com, including this weed whacker, the lawnmower 3.0, the nails kit, their testy toner, the deodorants, the as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. 
Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure Equal Opportunity Lender NMLS 1717824 Terms and Conditions Apply Visit figure.com for more information For licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org Underwear all the other accessories that would go with your trimmers um, and manscaping routine guys 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code armchair what are you waiting for go whack your weeds all right michael baylor yes. preview baylor is a paltry one in four yes and and, and I don't know why I have no idea why I didn't know that that was the case. I had no idea that they'd only won one game and then they lost four in a row and their one win. Who was their one win to the Jayhawks? Uh, Kansas. So, you know, Rob was really trashing Baylor last week on the show and I didn't really quite get it. I do now. I do get it. They appear to not be very good. Uh, they're, they can't get a lot of points on the board. Their defense is playing well uh, or decent. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the, their only win was against Kansas 47, 14 lost to West Virginia, 21, 27 lost to Texas, 16, 27 lost to TCU, 23, 33 lost to Iowa state last week, 31, 38, and that game was not as close as it sounds, as we've said. Just, I mean, they haven't won a game, guys, since September. Yeah, And it was it, against the worst team in the conference. Now, this is the definition of cherry-picking stats. If you take out their 47 points versus Kansas, they've, they've only scored 30 points once. Um, they average something in the low twenties. Uh, I think even with the Kansas, it worked even with the Kansas score, it works out to like 23 or 24 points. Um, without it, it's like 20 or 21. So I don't know their offense, uh, as, as excited I was going into the season about Larry Fedora, Chaz, Charlie Brewer, um, their running backs, which have, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's all over the place. Um, they're, they're, they're just not as good offensively as I was expecting. Um, they put up only four and a half yards per play. Um, they rush the ball for, you know, 45% of the time. Um, they have a, it's compl- about what you expect out of a Baylor team. I mean, I know it's on entire new staff, but they're pretty even. Yeah. They have a completion percentage just under 62%. Uh, 33% on third down conversions. Uh, they do score 72% of every red zone trip or trip in the red zone. They're coming away with points, 72% as opposed to Texas Tech's 68. Um, whereas Texas Tech has 5.3 yards per play. Like I said, Baylor's 4.5. Uh, completion percentage is pushing up there with Columbia uh, going in, you know, 64%. Texas Tech does convert convert more third downs, thirty, almost thirty seven percent, and then the red zone red zone scoring. I, this is terrible. You're only at sixty eight percent. Yikes. Um, defensively, uh, you're pretty close. They give up five yards of play. You give up almost six. Um, 
completion percentage, you both allow 64 or 65%. Um, they allow 35% third down conversions. You allow 41 red zone score scoring. They give up 81%. Your 91% is actually an improvement <laughs> to what it was. It is an improvement. Um, yes. So defensively is that their strong suit is more on the defensive side of the ball. Um, this is one of those games where like it could be low scoring and I don't, it, it's so strange when, when we talked about last week when, um, or sorry, when we talked about a few minutes ago about how it was so strange to see Baylor put up 31 points versus Iowa state is because they did it with like three non-offensive touchdowns. Yeah, they had, I mean, Baylor, okay, this game is so weird. In a game that that Baylor scored 31 points, they rushed for 71 yards. Which is a team. Not unusual against Iowa State. But no, but but somehow they scored 31 points. You're thinking, how the hell did they do that? (laughs) But Texas Tech rushed for something like that and put up 15 points. Yeah, so in the first half, Brock Purdy, because it's no longer Brocktober, we're in Brovember or whatever we want to call it, threw for three interceptions. One of them was a pick six. Somehow, because of that, Baylor didn't even punt until the third quarter. And then when they did, the punt was muffed and they recovered it in uh, the red zone. So, I mean, at one point, Baylor was up in this game Mm -hmm. solely because of turnovers. I think they had, I think they ended up plus two on the day, but they had four turnovers. They were up 24 to 10. Then Iowa state decided, you know what? We're going to quit turning the ball over and went on a 28 point run. And that was it. And now, now Brewer, they were driving at the end of the game. Charlie Brewer had a chance to, tie the game or at least get a touchdown to go for the extra point to tie the game at 38 31 there and threw a pick in the end zone just soul crushing that was ugly too it was like what are you throwing to man (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think the main thing to to glean from that is the only way that game was close was just because of turnovers and i'm not thinking that baylor created those turnovers as I just think Purdy made some bad decisions based off the throws. I saw the angles I saw. And of course the muffed punt, that's just, that can happen to anybody that happens to tech all the time. On top of that, something that tech could take advantage of. It looks like Baylor runs the same damn punt formation that we do. And Iowa state blocked a punt so badly that the punter, he like received the ball he had to, he had to, he, he'd had to dodge one guy who was going to block it the first time and then kind of t- turn into try to do a rugby kick just to get it out of there. And then a second guy showed up and blocked that one. So maybe tech could take advantage of that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think that the main thing to look for is if Brewer's able to connect with RJ Sneed, it may be a long day. The kid's nuts. Did you see the one handed catch he had last week? I think so. Yeah. Oh man. I don't. I have no idea how he grabbed that, but, uh, I mean, he's got what? 21 receptions, 23, right at, yeah. Okay. It is 23, right at 300 yards, almost 13 yards per catch. 
Um, only two touchdowns though. So I think he's, but he's just a really talented receiver. So I, I think that's the guy to, to really look out for. Yeah. So their second leading receiver is a running back, Tristan Ebner, 17 catches, 220 yards, uh, very close to 13 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Um, and then I mean, they have a couple guys with a hundred yards receiving. Like there's not lot, there's not much, but it does look like once they get down towards the red zone, they're looking for their big tight end, Ben Sims. He has eight catches on the year. Three of them are touchdowns. Ben TD Sims, Ben TD Sims rushing. Um, Craig Williams, Craig, <laughs> Craig Williams is a leading rusher. Um, 26 carries 197 yards, 7.6 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Um, I, and I did hear is I, I caught a little bit of a Baylor preview. Williams may actually be injured and out. Um, which means it's back to John Lovett and Tristan Ebner, uh, they have a combined 200 rushing yards between them and two touchdowns. Man. Yeah. It's if, if he's hurt, then it sounds like their production's going to go down quite a bit. I, I did want to mention one other thing defensively. Iowa state, you know, Charlie Brewer, not Charlie Brewer, uh, Brock Purdy is not a rushing quarterback, but I would put his rushing ability on par with Henry Columbia. Sure. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah. Purdy was able to make some big scrambles. He had one for 29 yards and he went five for 55 on the day. So he, he averaged 11 yards per carry and they were just, you know, the guys were covered, the pocket kind of fell apart and he just tucked it and ran. They weren't designed plays or anything like that. So maybe, and hopefully that's something that, this offensive staff could take advantage of against Baylor. It seems like it might be open here and there. Yeah. So Craig Williams injured out for the season. That was announced yesterday as as well as linebacker Terrell Bernard. Both of those players are out for the season. The remainder of the season. Uh, Bernard is that's too bad. I mean, I hate to hear that about anybody. Yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say Bernard is a big 12th leader in tackles. So a big piece to to their defense. And Williams was, like I said, the rushing leader on the offense. Speaking of offense, is Charlie Brewer any good? Do you know? Charlie Chaz Brewer? Chaz Charlie Brewer? I don't remember the order. And I I should probably start having all these references to another podcast that probably nobody else listens to. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I mean, he's, he completes 61 and a half percent of his passes six and a half yards per attempt, 11 touchdowns to five interceptions. Ooh, that's a, that's not a good ratio. I mean, barely better than two to one. Um, anyways, so the line in this game was strange. Like when it first came out, Texas tech was favored by two and a half or three points, which was shocking to me. I was like, what? Um, and then I was doing some more research into Baylor. I was like, I guess I can see it. And then today I talked myself into a Texas tech win today. Whoa. I know what, Hey, Hey, Hey buddy, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing over there? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I look back at, at, at our, you know, you and I, our record picking games this year. 
uh, we're both six and one when we pick Texas Tech games. Yeah. Back in what, late August or early September, just straight up wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not against the spread. I'm terrible against the spread. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, I incorrectly picked the Kansas State game. I, I thought it was going to be a win. Michael got that as a loss. Uh, I correctly picked TCU as a loss. Michael thought that was going to be a win. Um, preseason, we both picked a loss versus Baylor. We were a lot more apprehensive about what kind of Baylor team was going to be. Oh, um, I, yeah, and I was so wrong. I was seven so games wrong. in, yeah, I was like, I, I, I was expecting a lot more from Baylor. I don't, saying that, I, I, it's, not, it's not a game where I think you can just waltz in and win this thing easy. Um, oh, no. Not, yeah, I'm sure you're not, yeah. So in, in using Michael's method here, Michael's method. I like that alliteration. I went back and looked at all of the, all of Baylor's games. And because I don't think we're Kansas, I think I, I, I threw their score out. Baylor only scores 21 points per game, which is not a lot, Tony. Um, whereas Texas Tech, I have them at 28. While we have a new kicker, I don't think we're kicking a field goal this week. Or, or at least we're not making a field goal. <laughs> so while Texas Tech at time of recording is a slight home favorite, one and a half points, um, give me Texas Tech by a touchdown, 28-21. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's what you're doing. You're, you're going with the Baylor Bears to lose their first game in Lubbock since what? 2008. 2008 which is the game that Harold shattered his hand in the first half, came back, his throwing hand, came back, played the rest of the game, uh, ended up coming like coming back from a, a deficit to RG3, um, you know, a week after losing to Oklahoma and Norman to finish out your season 11 and 1. Yep. I went to that game, me and about 17 other people. I was there too. Hey, what are, what are the odds? <laughs> But, pretty yeah, good for 2007 know, 2008 i guess <laughs> i i could see your scenario playing out i really could uh but i'm going the other way this week i'm, I'm kind of sticking with the same thing i'm hammering the under basically i think our point total oh, is we both three um but yeah i've this defense worries me just enough that they're missing their leading tackler though the big 12 well, leading tackler michael well, sure, but I've I've seen enough scheming <laughs> questions that um, sometimes this offense refuses to take what's given to them and has decided on a Sunday afternoon meeting the week before that <laughs> this is how they're going to play the game. Uh, on Sunday meeting, we've decided we're going to throw this screen pass. Yes, and that this player is still healthy, so we've got a plan like he's going to be there. And then they show up on Saturday and realize he's not, and they just still run the same game plan. Anyway, don't mean to disparage too much there, but all that said and done, I think Baylor's going to come away with a win here. I've got them winning 27-24. That does have Tech making a field goal. We'll see. Or I have, I have some hope. Or missing four extra points. <laughs> Which one's more likely? <laughs> <laughs> making a field goal is more likely because I hope <laughs> that after the second missed extra point, they would just go for two. 
Which I guess they could. They could miss the twos. Yeah, you could have two yeah, missed extra points and then two failed two point conversions. Yeah, that's fail. That's fair. That is a so fail. Anyway, that's a big I've fail. Got, <laughs> yeah, I've got Baylor winning twenty seven twenty four. Hope I'm wrong, but we will see. This is definitely not the Baylor team I thought we would be seeing at this point in the season. Just based off of their success last year, I didn't expect them to be eleven. You know, an eleven win team either. Although 11 wins are impossible this year, practically. But anyway, you all know what I mean. So I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to give up a close one. All right. Uh, with that, let's get to your questions because there were a lot of them. Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You sent out the, the, the tweet this week. You actually retweeted the LA Times. A major player in the podcasting industry is at a crossroads. Um, yeah. And yeah. you said, you know, you, we, we welcome your questions and comments. Well, Tech finished 2-1. and one. Is number 14 too low for Tech basketball? Um. Our man, Alan Corbin. No one answered that. No, 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 no. Alan Corbin's in his own question. And then that's when all the inter- interaction came. Um, he asked if Texas Tech football were a breakfast food item, what would they be? Do you want, do you want to answer these like ourselves first and then go through, or do you want to just read what we were, were told? You know, I didn't even prepare an answer for this all because right, there fine. were so many good ones. Um, all right. So Steve-O powdered eggs. <laughs> You ever had powdered eggs? I have. I don't think I've had. I've had the instant eggs that are the liquid ones that are in the milk carton. You're right. Okay. Those 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 aren't those aren't bad. They're good camping too. Yeah. Th- these are so okay. When you have powdered eggs, just imagine like you have scrambled eggs, but they're hard, hard scrambled, like <laughs> way overcooked, and there's like there's no there's no amount of adjusting the cook time back to not have powdered eggs turn out as like a really hard scrambled egg. I mean, everybody loves chewy, chewy eggs. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, Amy Nelson says they would be a five day old breakfast burrito slash taco, whatever your, your philosophical bent is found in a parking lot, five day old breakfast burrito. I do really appreciate that Amy did the burrito slash taco because she knows <laughs> she knows where we lie on this. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine that? Uh, it's going to have a smell to it. The tortilla is going to be crispy, all, all dried <laughs> out, crunchy. Um, Could be some varmints involved. It may not be a fully intact taco or burrito. Yeah. Could it's one partially those, missing. One of those things like you see it and you're like, you immediately know what it is. You don't want to look back at it. You know it's terrible. And this thing's seen better days. Yeah. Uh, just my two cents. Big fan of that name. Cookie Crisp, which I think is an underrated cereal. I I, I, I may disagree with him here. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, you think it's going to be good. You know, you kind of remember them being good, but then you sit down to a bowl of them and three bites later, they taste like crap. You swear you'll never buy them again. Then a year later, you're right back at it. That's what I said about Texas Tech as candy corn. Yes, we did Halloween candy. 
or Rob did. Rob did yeah. Halloween uh, candies for all of them. Yeah, I'm I'm not that familiar with Cookie Crisp, so I'll have to take his two cents on that one. They're just mini chocolate chip cookies. But you're right. Like my memory is probably a lot more favorable than actual re- reality. Oh yeah, I'm saying that with a f- that is almost a fact with all kids cereals. Yeah. Uh, a Rubio says mom's Tupperware cereal mix. I'm not even sure what that is. Not sure what, oh, it's what he says. Not sure what it is or what you're getting each time. That is definitely my mom. She, I don't know what it is, but the last 10 years or so, I don't know if she's ever made the same dish twice the same way. seems like every time it's something, well, I threw a little this in there and I did this and I did that. And it's like, mom, there's, there's filberts in here. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know they had filberts on sale. <laughs> Cottage cheese and grapefruit. Oh, <laughs> see, I disagree with that one. I get where you're going because you don't like it and you don't enjoy them, but those are at least good for you. Yeah, I'm not I, so sure tech football is good for you. I don't. I why I I don't like grapefruit. Like they're they're it's too bitter like i i, I can't do it I, i've tried so like so acidic very yeah, acidic I, i've tried like just covering them in sugar it's like well, what's the point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um cottage cheese is good with like cut up vegetables in it Put a little hot sauce on your cottage cheese next time or uh you know if you want to replace the ricotta in your lasagna with cottage cheese which is a uh, the white trash <laughs> equivalent there uh, Chris Hill says, you know how Captain Crunch tears up the inside of your mouth? Well, replace <laughs> the good tasting part that makes it worth it with something not so good tasting. And you have tech football pain and a bad taste in your mouth. That one really made me laugh, Chris. It was. It's because it does. It, I never really noticed it as a kid or anything, but every now and then we've gotten those, like they'd be in some random, sometimes when you get Walmart delivery, they'll have these random little gift bags and I swear that they've had the Captain Crunch bars. Have you seen those cereal bars? Uh, no, but I, I, I think I'm familiar with it. The yeah, they're just a it. breakfast bar, basically. And so I've, I've eaten them thinking, oh, this is going to be so great. And then, yes, it's like shards of glass <laughs> just in the roof of your mouth. <laughs> shards. Of, that's good, man. Uh, TLR3, off-brand shredded wheat. No milk. <laughs> probably a very similar experience. Not a good taste. Uh, you're probably, there's, you know, you're not getting like the frosted Wheaties. You're getting the shredded Wheaties, like the the, the healthier side of it. And then with no milk, so it's not softened. Um, <laughs> I just can't, I don't know why that made me laugh so hard because it's, <laughs> I didn't know that, I didn't know the no milk was coming. I, I think I missed that because I just pictured someone just sadly diving a spoon into just those. And I'm thinking the shredded wheat, like the old school one, not the shredded wheat minis, but the no, big like ones the big that one. were like, yeah. The, yeah, they're like half the size of a pop tart or something. And you're just crunching through them. <laughs> no water, no nothing, just dry. It's like, oh, okay. That, that, I could see that being a West Texas thing. <laughs> so now West Texas themed. <laughs> when, when you said like the Captain Crunch breakfast bar was like shards of glass, this reminds me of like um, fiberglass. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, Laura Barton Weiss oatmeal. I yeah. disagree. I, I, I mean, it's, pl- it's bland or bland, bland, plain. Um, you, you can mess it up, but they're all, you, know, you can still get like a really good bowl of oatmeal. So 
I, I don't know if you can get a really good Texas tech this year. Well, you've just got to add a lot of, a lot of butter, some cinnamon, maybe some, sure. maybe some sliced bananas. You'd be fine. <laughs> you have to add a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Justin Robertson, just talking about Wells and Yost, I'll go with Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wittenberg, cantaloupe. Paul J. Rolled Oats. Old Stale Cereal from Jason Grimes. Red Raiders, Eggos. Bill Ashley, Stewed Prunes. I haven't even heard of that. Once again, that goes back to... I think those are good for you. So that, that, that might eliminate it from the list, but they also make you go to the bathroom. Speak. Does that, does the Texas tech football make you do that? It might, it, it gets your stomach worked up. I'll say that. Speaking of that, the very oh last boy. one I have is a box of cereal. that's <laughs> obviously been Photoshopped. That says colon blow. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Check it out. This is, I've got to look this up because they included a photo. Like you said, and it, that's Phil Hartman from Saturday Night Live. So it's got to be one of those fake oh, like a skit. Saturday yeah. Night Live commercials. And I need to look up the colon blow fake commercial. That's a good one, Jeff. <laughs> colon blow. Um, Rob Rowe asks, if you could switch coordinators with anyone in the Big 12, who would you trade for and why? Well, um, if you're asking me, does does Lincoln Riley count? Is he on the t- trade block? <laughs> Is he a coordinator? I don't think so. Well, I mean, he calls the plays. Yeah, but he's a head coach. Nope, nope, nope. In my world, he's the coordinator. So we could trade Yost and Patterson for Riley and Grinch. Is that right? Oh, you, so you, you just want to straight up swap with OU. Yeah, I thought that was what he meant. But either way. Somehow, if if Tech got Riley, that'd be good. I really don't know if Grinch would be an upgrade. What do you think? I I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I would take Grinch. Uh, I, so I didn't yeah. read it the same way and say you know you can only take a coordinator from one school. Um, I would take the defensive coordinator from Iowa State, uh, Haycock. And hey, what now? Is, is that his name? I don't know. Yeah, H E A C O C K, Haycock. Speaking of, hold on real quick. Oh boy. <laughs> I saw this meme this week and I legit died laughing. I don't even remember where I, where I saw it from. Oh no, it was Keith in the Slack chat. You, you've seen it with the, the bag of frozen peas. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you, have, you have two two pictures of the bag of peas and one just says peas, which you know, obviously it's, it's packaging. And then it says, taste the pea ness like the the essence of pee the essence of pee <laughs> like uh you know anyways <laughs> yeah you got to be careful how you say that because if someone grabs that that's going to be my ringtone just For you sure. saying that <laughs> <laughs> but what what makes it even better is the bottom half of the meme and i don't, I don't know where it's from but it's a it's a, a anime not anime but like a a, a drawn woman and there's like there, there's, there's two frames of her face. One's like a like a normal shot of her face, and then one's like zoomed in on like her her, her mask area, like you know nose and eyebrows. Um, on the zoomed out one, it says the across her face, and the zoomed in one says what? <laughs> <laughs> the what? 
<laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Okay. So Trevor Nelson, <laughs> back to the question. He said he would trade with Texas just so they would be terrible. <laughs> so he would send our coordinators to Texas um, to sabotage the Longhorns. Not, not a bad strategy. And uh, uh, Brian Don Carlos agrees with you with Haycock at uh, Iowa State. Yeah. Um, West Texas is best Texas at Reckham time. I'm a big fan of that handle. We can keep KP. Give me Zach Kitley. I don't know if I would take Kitley. I don't want another coordinator in the Big 12. Yeah, that's what yeah I'm but I think like, people are forgetting that technically Lincoln Riley may qualify in this hypothetical, and that's why I'm taking it. Well, is that like saying Gary Patterson would be also available? Oh, well, I don't want Gary Patterson, though. Defensive that's the coordinator? <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> All right. Um, he, could, he could stay in Fort Worth. Stay in Fort Worth. What else? Uh, Brian Don Carlos asked, what is a lived life experience of yours that is the equivalent of kicking a field goal on second down, um, second and four down by two scores with over three minutes left on the clock. He says one time I ran an errand downtown passing multiple gas stations when my gas light was on, ran out of gas during rush hour, middle of the lane on a downtown street. So like he was stuck. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that that one had to be just like humiliating, just like to sit there or to try to get out and push. But in rush hour, you're going to slow everybody else down as you're trying to get out of the way. Um, well, I, I do have one. I have a, a life experience that is the equivalent of that, or it, it's close to I can come with. And I'm going to frame it as in you're doing something with full confidence that you know what you're doing. And then you find out later that you really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this sounds like it has a good story behind it already. So, okay. So I, um, for my mysterious day job, I'm an engineer. So I had to take a lot of math classes in college. I was actually pretty good at it. I, I never made below an A in my math classes. And so I had friends ask for help. And when they were doing their business math and business calc and all this other stuff. I had one guy who was kind of an acquaintance. I wasn't super close with him, but he was in a bind and ethics aside, he requested my assistance on a take home final. Whoa. And so I was like, yeah, how hard can it be, man? It's business calculus. I do regular calculus. <laughs> I've taken Cal three. BFD man, come on over. So anyway, he comes over and I love me it already. I with love my it. galaxy brain head, <laughs> just, I, I felt so confident with everything I worked with him on this test. And it was way different from anything I'd seen. <laughs> Obviously I never took a, I've never took a business class, much less a business calc class. And I'm here helping this guy and I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah, you know, derivatives and whatnot. And we got this second order. No problem. Yeah, the dude fails the exam and fails the class. <laughs> <laughs> How bad did you feel? <laughs> Pretty bad. I mean, he was he was an acquaintance, though. Uh, so I didn't feel as bad as I probably should have if it was like one of my close buds. But and also it was like, come on, guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> what you get. It's like this is, you're coming to me the night before on your take home exam is due. And I've got exams to study for, too. It's like, come on. 
he may have actually, I don't actually, I'm not know if I'm going to say if he paid me or not. Cause I don't remember. And even if he did, I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's my example. I'm, I'm sure I've done something like that before. I, I have a terrible memory. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't think of anything, but like, I, I know I've done something stupid where like I knew a hundred percent of my being that I, that I thought I knew what I was doing and then completely had no idea and didn't realize until later. Um, I know that's happened. I just, I, I don't have the, the memory to, to, to recall that right now. Well, we'll have to think about that. You may have to answer that more next week because I think it's going to turn into a recurring thing. You know, what was, what is your second and four moment? Second and four. <laughs> second and four, try a Snickers. Uh, we need to come up with some sort of ad. We need to take it back. Make it, make it our own. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michael, let's, let's wrap this thing up and get to what, it, what, what did we learn? What did we learn, Palmer. I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, Michael, what did we learn? I really, I mean, we went so long on those questions and I loved the interaction, guys. So really all I learned is that Red Raiders are passionate about breakfast foods. And that means you're in the right place because food and sports clash at that goal line, baby. Yeah, they this do. is what we're about. This is what. And I also learned that Mandalorian season two is... Uh, it's it's interesting. It's out there. I have not seen season one yet. And I, I was all about it when we did the rewatch of all the Star Wars. And because it's been so long, it's like I've lost my drive to to go watch it right now. Oh, hey, I, I understand. But when when you're ready for it, it is going to be ready for you. <laughs> this is the way, Spencer. This is the way. Which I'm sure I'll get that reference later. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the thing that's coming back to me is just second or four. And I, I don't, <laughs> I, what, what did I learn? I learned that that was maybe a play too early, <laughs> maybe a play too early. One of those things where it's just like, I, I've never felt that way. I want to look this up. I should have done this. This is a terrible time to bring it up. I wonder if that was the shortest second down of the day. It might have been the shortest second down of the entire damn day, and we kicked a field goal. From the 19 or whatever it was. Well, no, four. Second and four. No, I, I know, but like for, for, from the 19-yard line or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking that most of our second downs were probably like second and eight, second and nine, second and seven, whatever. Is there a way you can, you can muster that up? I could see you over there working. The wheels are spinning, guys. Y'all should wheels. see the smoke. The smoke is coming <laughs> right, out of on. these ears. It's a glorious look over there. No, on their very first drive, they got a second and two. <sighs> should have kicked it. Oh, but hold on. So they, they, they had a, a play on second and two, but that was when they got the pass interference. So they got second and 17 offensive pass interference. Second. Oh, seven, I vaguely remember that. Second yeah. and 10, second and six. Not a lot of drives in the first or second quarter. So this is not going to take very long. There was a second four in the second quarter. So not the shortest, 
tied for the shortest. Tied for the shortest. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, they, they were not. I had, in, a, I had a hunch that it was going to be something like that. They were not in field goal range when they had that second four uh, in the second quarter, though. Oh well, that took that off the board. Yeah, they they, they were on the wrong side of the field. They're on like Texas Tech's. Like, they're on like on their own thirty or something. Um, second six. Second ten. Second ten. Second four. Field goal attempt. <laughs> and yeah, you had second and four twice in the game. You kicked on one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- there was also that meme that I saw that, that uh, I think Keith posted, but I saw it on several of the Facebook groups. It was a picture of Matt Wells on the sideline and it said first and goal punts. <laughs> well, I, I think I even made that joke during when tech got the ball back after, Duggan's 80 yard run like okay let's let's just punt it just go ahead and put the ball perfect time for a punt um all right so Baylor's coming to town this weekend we are split I think Texas Tech could pull off a touchdown or so victory 28-21 Michael's going with a narrow defeat to the Bears I don't like it either guys um if you're in town and want to catch uh, Rob Rowe, myself on Ryan Heights Raiderland, Wednesday, 11 to 1. We'll also be, Michael and I will be on Rob Rowe's College Tailgate Show, Saturday, 10 to noon on KKAM Talk 1340. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.